If there's one CEO who's tapped into the popular zeitgeist and grabbed headlines again and again, it's Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Tesla is Elon Musk. Elon Musk wants to colonize Mars. Okay. Cryptic tweets from Elon Musk has sent the cryptocurrency sliding once again. Nothing surprises us when it comes to Elon Musk anymore. This year in particular was a big one for Musk. His rocket company sent its first all-civilian crew into orbit. His electric vehicle company passed $1 trillion in value. And Musk himself, as Tesla's largest shareholder, became the richest person in the world by tens of billions of dollars. He even hosted SNL. It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that. Sometimes after I say something, I have to say, I mean that. (laughs) So people really know that I mean it. Last night, Musk joined our colleague Joanna Stern for a wide-ranging conversation about robots, President Biden's spending bill, and the technological challenge that's been consuming his time lately. It is so preposterously difficult that there are times where I wonder whether we can actually do this. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, December 7th. Coming up on the show, a conversation with one of the world's most powerful and opinionated CEOs, Elon Musk. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Our colleague Joanna Stern spoke to Elon Musk at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit in Washington, D.C., She was live on stage, and he joined via Zoom. Where are you? I'm at uh, the Tesla Giga Texas factory that we're about to complete. Behind Musk, workers in hard hats walk the new factory floor, where Tesla plans to make cars and eventually its futuristic Cybertruck. Yeah, what you see behind me is um, the the factory, basically. We have the uh, office space and the factory kind of together. Uh, I think this is kind of important that uh, we don't have uh, ivory tower management or engineering and that the management engineering is uh, as close to the factory as possible. So you can see what's going on in the factory and stay grounded. All right. Well, I'm in the ivory tower here in front of (laughs) a lot of CEOs and a live audience here in Washington, D.C. In a room full of CEOs, Musk stands out because he's not just the CEO of one company. He's a CEO of several including Tesla, SpaceX, and Neuralink, which is trying to develop brain-computer interfaces. He also has his hands in a huge array of futuristic projects. One of them is a humanoid robot called TeslaBot. Musk says it'll be built using the AI that Tesla's already developing for self-driving cars. Joanna asked about the bot and Musk's other big ambitions. Speaking of the TeslaBot, I know you've talked about the importance of creating this bot for the future of AI. Tell me a little bit about where you're at with this project and what we can expect uh, in the next coming months. 
Well, with the Tesla autopilot or full self-driving, we're effectively, I think, creating the most advanced practical AI for navigating the real world. You can always think of Tesla as like the world's biggest robot company or semi-sentient robot company. So the car is kind of a robot on four wheels. And, and so then we could probably take that same technology and, and put it in a humanoid robot and have that robot be useful. I think this could be quite profound. Um, I don't know exactly when we will get this right, but we will get it right. And you've said also that it will solve some labor issues. I mean, what are some things that you envision this bot doing? Well, it has the potential to be a generalized substitute for human labor over time. The foundation of the economy is labor. The fundamental constraint is labor. There are not enough people. I can't emphasize this enough. There are not enough people. And I think one of the biggest risks to civilization is the low birth rate uh, uh, and the rapidly declining birth rate. And yet so many people, including smart people, think that there are too many people in the world and think that the population is growing out of control. It's completely the opposite. Please look at the numbers. If people don't have more children, civilization is going to crumble. Mark my words. Is this why you have so many children? I'm trying to set a good example. <laughs> yeah. You know, got to practice what I preach. While Musk is trying to build humanoid robots at Tesla, at his other company, SpaceX, he's also trying to send actual humans to other planets. And he says that achieving that goal will require fully reusable rockets and spaceships. Imagine if an aircraft or a car or any, any form of transport was not reusable. Um, imagine if you had to buy a new plane every time you flew. That would be make air flight insanely expensive. Or, or a car. If you had to get a new car every time you drove somewhere, that would be unbelievably expensive as opposed to simply refueling it. So we've got to get rockets to the point where we simply refuel the rocket and we don't throw it away. SpaceX has already made a lot of progress. Its Falcon 9 rocket is partly reusable. But a new project called Starship is even more ambitious. In theory, it could carry cargo and people to the moon or Mars and then return to Earth and do it all again. Musk has said that SpaceX is aiming for its first orbital test flight of Starship early next year. Man, Starship is a hard, 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 hard project. Um, This is the the biggest rocket ever made. It will have a thrust and, and mass double that of a Saturn V, which is the largest rocket pre-trial orbit, um, and is intended to be fully and rapidly reusable. If, if we are successful with this, which I, I think we will be, but I don't know if we'll be, be there in 2022. I hope so. Um, th- this is a profound revolution in access to orbit. There has never been a fully reusable orbital launch vehicle. This is the holy grail of, of space technology. It is the fundamental breakthrough that is necessary for humanity to become a space-faring civilization. This absorbs more of my mental energy than, than probably any other single thing. Um, but but it, is, it is so preposterously difficult that there are times where I wonder whether we can actually do this. And if you had to summarize very quickly, what is so hard about it for just a normal person to understand? What is so hard about it? There's so many things that need to be done to have both the booster and the the upper stage or ship be, be reusable. Insanely difficult. It's not like like many super smart people have tried to do this before and, and no one has succeeded. And most of the time they've just given up partway through. 
But but if full and rapid reusability can be achieved, it reduces the cost of access to orbit by a factor of 100 or more. After the break, Musk comes down to Earth and explains why he's opposed to government help for electric vehicles. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. Under the Biden administration, there's been unprecedented support in Washington for electric vehicles. Last month, Congress passed an infrastructure bill with over $7 billion worth of funding for EV charging stations. And Democrats are working on another big social spending bill that, if it passes, would bolster the EV industry even more. It includes tax subsidies for people who buy electric cars. But Musk is skeptical of those efforts. I wanted to ask you, you know, say tomorrow you get a phone call from Joe Biden and he says... <laughs> I think that's unlikely, but sure. <laughs> okay. You know, he, he just gives you a call and he says, you know, I haven't been talking a lot about Tesla lately, but, you know, what do you, what do you need from this bill? What are your needs? What do you answer him? Um, well, I, 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 to be, I mean, to be totally frank, I'm, no one at Tesla has actually brought up whether they, they care about this bill or not. I, I, I think if this bill happened or didn't happen, I, I don't know... We don't think about it at all, really. Okay. Uh, honestly, it might be better if the, if the bill doesn't pass. Because we've spent so much money, uh, you know, it's like the federal budget deficit is insane. Federal expenditures are $7 trillion, uh, Federal revenue is $4 trillion, That's a $3 trillion. If this was a company, it would be a $3 trillion loss. So uh, I don't know if we should be adding to that loss. That seems pretty crazy. Um, something's got to give. You can't just spend uh, $3 trillion more than you earn every year and... Don't expect something bad to happen. I I think, you know, this is not good. Honestly, I would just can this whole bill. Don't pass it. That's my recommendation. What about the the support, though, for the charging network? I mean, there are are parts of this bill. No? No. I mean, you know, do do we need support for gas stations? Uh, We don't. So uh, there's no no need for this, uh, for for support for a charging network. I would delete it. Delete. Okay. All right. I'm literally, I'm literally saying get rid of all subsidies, but also for oil and gas. All right. But oh, there's, there's some other good things in this bill, some would argue. I mean, the, a lot of money earmarked for R&D. Would, would you want to put that towards something? No. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to move on from the bill because I think we get what I'm, you're saying we on it. it. In, in general, we, we should just, we, we, if we don't cut government spending, 
something really bad's gonna happen. This is crazy. Our, our spending is so far in excess of revenue, it, it's insane. Like you could zero out all billionaires in the, in the country, there's all this like anti-billionaire BS. If you zeroed out all the billionaires, you still wouldn't solve the deficit. All right, I'll ask you another question around uh, the billionaire BS. Say tomorrow we, we've talked, you get the phone call from President Biden. Next day, actually, we decide, we, we elect you to Congress. Somehow this happens. You're now working on tax bills. You're, you're working on tax policy. How do you tax someone like you? How do you tax billionaires? Uh, I mean, first of all, I pay a lot of tax. I mean, my marginal tax rate is like 53%. So that's not trivial. Like, if you think of assets beyond a certain level um, that, that are far beyond, uh, let's say, somebody's ability to consume, you know, at a certain point, really what you're doing is capital allocation. It's not money for personal expenditures. It's it, what you're doing is, is capital allocation. And it, it does not make sense to take uh, the, the job of capital allocation away from people who have demonstrated great skill in capital allocation and give it to you know, an entity that has demonstrated very poor skill in, in capital allocation, which is the government. Uh, I mean, you can think of the government essentially uh, as a corporation in the limit. It, it is the most corporate thing. It is, the, it is maximum corporation, but it's also a monopoly um, and, and also is the only one that's allowed legally to do violence. So why, why would you want to give a, a corporation with no competition that, that can't even really go bankrupt more money? I'm not somebody who is, who is sort of an extreme libertarian uh, and thinks the government should not do anything. I just think we should minimize what the government does because the, the government's efficiency at spending is just going to be lower than a competitive commercial company, but by a lot. What do you think the role of government should be? I think the, the role of government should be that of like a referee, but not a player on the field. So. Government should, I think, just try to get out of the way and and not impede progress. I think we, we, there's a general problem, not just in the U.S., but in, in most countries where the rules and regulations keep increasing every year. Uh, rules and regulations are immortal. They don't die. There's not a natural. Occasionally, you see some law with a sunset provision, but really, otherwise, the vast majority of rules and regulations uh, live forever. And so if more rules and regulations are applied every year, and it just keeps growing and growing. Eventually, it just it takes longer and longer and, and it's harder to do things. So I think government should be really trying hard to get rid of rules and regulations that perhaps had some merit at some point, but uh, don't have merit uh, currently. But there's very little effort in this direction. This, this is a big problem. Musk hasn't been shy about his feelings towards the government and politicians. And in true Musk fashion, he also tweets about it. Earlier this month, he tweeted that people over the age of 70 shouldn't run for political office. Toward the end of their conversation, Joanna asked about that tweet and about Musk's famously provocative sense of humor. I wanted to ask you a little bit about humor. You're a pretty funny guy. You show it on Twitter a lot. Uh, You've hosted SNL. And I'm wondering how that plays into your management style. I mean, would your coworkers say you're funny? Is, Is it helped with managing your teams? I mean, I think I'm funny. Um, I, I find my jokes funny. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I, I, mean, I do crack a lot of jokes. They don't all land, um, but I, I am aspirationally funny. Uh, you know, I, I also wanted to ask that lately on Twitter, and you, you've been poking fun at people for their age quite a bit. Um, and I wanted to have a sense of, do you not plan to age? 
How are, how are you combating aging? Is there some secret technology we don't know about? Um, I am not aware of any secret technology to combat aging. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we should really try to live for a, a, a super long time. It, it is important for us to die because, you know, most of the times people don't change their mind, they just die. And so if, if, they, if, they, if we live forever, then we might become a very ossified society where new ideas cannot succeed. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not poking fun at, at aging. I'm just saying if we've got people in very important positions that have to make decisions that are critical to the security of the country, then they need to have sufficient uh, presence of mind and cognitive ability to, to make those decisions well because the whole country is depending on them. Well, I thought you might say psychedelics were your 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 way of of not aging, but um... <laughs> I, I don't think dropping acid makes you age less. <laughs> so <laughs> I think drugs probably make you age more, not less. Well, Elon, thank you so much for being here tonight, or where you are, and uh, thank you, everybody, and uh, I hope to see you next year. That's all for today, Tuesday, December 7th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. To hear the full conversation with Elon Musk and other interviews with people like Senator Mitch McConnell and Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, you can check out the WSJ CEO Council at wsj.com slash video slash events. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.